0: Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Gav Miffy and today I'm joined by the lovely Joe Scrabbles and Daniel Cooper. Were you late coming in there because you were doing a video? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. Uh, it's not a video podcast anymore, so <laughs> chill your beans. It's just um, behind the scenes. Twice a year. But you can follow 2 plus 2 is Joe on Instagram because it might be something a bit, a bit he's just done on that. <laughs> not for a bit. <laughs> um. What a lovely episode we've got f- coming up for you. Uh, just, I've written tease intro, but nothing else. Um, <laughs> we've got Travis Knight, the man who directed the new Bumblebee yes. uh, film, yes, 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 which yes, yes, you and I went to see.
1: Uh, we've also got Brian Blessed. That's absurd. You looked <laughs> um, off as if Gav, you, as if Dale was the audience then. Yeah. You're so used to yeah. live <laughs> podcasts now.
0: He's losing his shit. Woo! <laughs> um, <laughs> Also got Brian Blessed on the podcast. That's, um, that's a joke. That's by a new which mic. Is insane. Um, <laughs> that's free. That's a good joke. I'm sorry I missed that. That's all right. But also, just want to say a big thank you to everyone who came to our prestige podcast mm. um, last week. We recorded there uh, at the Rio Cinema in Dalston. It went down very, very well. Genuinely, one of the best things I've ever done. Absolutely. At yeah. this company, it, I was like, it felt really wholesome. Yeah, as well
2: it felt really wholesome well it, felt, well, it's, it's, well
1: it was less grotty than our other yes, out yes, yes. but it was a it was a joke that became real in a very special but, yeah. way. I would like.
2: Well, I said this to you the other day. Never underestimate the commitment of this team to really seeing a joke to its logical conclusion. Yeah, you see that with Spukovic, mm-hmm. Corona.
0: <laughs> I think you can see, like, help. Like, like, never underestimate our commitment to seeing a joke through to its
1: tedious conclusion. You mean like, oh, so, whoa, 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 that's not for me thing is, I don't find it tedious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, yeah, actually, Spukovic and Prestige. That's yeah. a joke to the best point. It could be mm. and we've not done much more with it <laughs> yeah because waddington's didn't want it <laughs> yeah there is there was that bit in all of us i think after the prestige and it was like 300 and something tickets sold like yeah just madness i've got a video of like just looking at the audience and it's oh, just insane cool. yeah and you for a second you're like we could do this every month we could do this every day we could be million every days. day every, every, every day yeah. i just love the idea of day four just going oh Christ, <laughs> no one's in. <here. laughs> it's us. So
2: wait, When can you listen to that, Gav?
0: <laughs> On from <laughs> Christmas Day 2018. Yes. Um, I've scheduled it all. It's all ready to go. It'll drop at 9.30 in the morning. GMT.
1: It's a slightly baffling audio experience, I yes, imagine. Yes, it is. Um, you should really have watched The Prestige very soon before listening to yes. it. And, I mean, what would really help... Is if you were there on the day. Yeah, that would be useful. <laughs> yeah. But that's
2: why it's an extra episode. <laughs> There's a lot of
0: visual ep- elements of it. I basically say that the intro to it I just be like hello thank you for downloading this uh, the sound is a bit shoddy and a lot of it is not going to make any sense but don't have a go because you're not paying for it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Merry Christmas also, one and all. Also I'm wearing a dinner suit and bow tie in it. It's fantastic. No one really Oh we'll have, we might have
0: the official photos back by then oh. uh, a lovely man called Tom DM'd me on Twitter and said hey do you want a photographer for the day and he came down and photoed it. But if that's the case check out IGN UK's Twitter and yes. our personal Twitter and so we'll
1: sling him up there. He Absolutely. took one picture oh, of me. Fuck yeah. Yes. That I know I'm going to use for the rest Everything, of my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's mm. me on a balcony with a light behind my head, pretending to be the Great Danton. I mean, Jesus, the good Lord willing, that will be the thumbnail for this podcast. I would
0: so. very much <laughs> hope so. <laughs> um, there we go. So, thank you very much for coming down. Who knows what film we'll do next? There was talk of Inception, but I don't think we, any of us. I watched fucking Precious Light. Last night I watched it again. I watched it the day before. Yeah. <laughs> can't get enough of it. So we'll just do the prestige again. It's really again. good.
2: Let's do
1: the prestige again. Just once a year, we'll do a prestige What yeah. film
0: do we talk about like, the second
2: after that? Obviously, it's a it's, a, it's a low down second. If, oh, it's in like, which one yeah, in the, Nolan's Day? No, no, I mean, just oh, any film that's talk, yeah. about. Inception Drusen was pardon? the one everyone that's, keeps that's
1: talking about. Shattered Shat Glass. Yeah, Shattered exactly. Glass is up there. But then it's a harder sell.
0: It's a much harder sell. I can't see us doing 313 tickets for that one, lads. Nah. It is a good film? <laughs> It'd be like that though. You know, at the beginning of the Prestige one. We're like, hands up, who's never seen it before? And like, you know, a good like thirty people put it up in this room. We'll be like, hands up, never seen it before. Entire Enjoy- of the front row, which is <laughs> yeah. all is there. Enjoy a brand new film. Enjoy a brand new film. Fantastic. Um, groups, you mm-hmm. and I went to watch in the you know that mad week where we watched all the films. Mm. Um, uh, we went to watch Bumblebee. We did um, new Transformers film. Brand new Transformers film.
2: Transformers film Yeah, and I was quite excited about this before we went to see it I was quite excited after the first trailer which I think is a really really good trailer Mm. and it's directed by a guy called Travis Knight and people might not recognise his name but he basically works at Leica Studios so they made um, Coraline Box Trolls most recently Kubo and the Two Strings And Cuban the Two Strings is the first film he directed. Yeah. And it's incredible. It's like a people, people don't talk about it, but it is an exceptional animated movie I that only no it. one
1: really talks about yeah, it. I watched I it for the it. first time oh, last month. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It's absolutely brilliant. Like yeah. I didn't really, I wasn't prepared for quite how much of a fairy tale it is. Yes. Like with fairy, fairy tale logic. The, very like, much. Like some of it there are moments where you can see why it didn't do particularly well because mm. it follow it doesn't follow in a natural way except by like sort of dream logic. Mm. But just as, coming to it as an adult, you're like, fuck it. Man. I wonder if
2: like, it's one of those films like didn't really like go mad at the cinema more mm. recently, but in time like, might get bit, a following. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. it's a I don't want to say Nightmare Before Christmas, no, but no, you know no, what? Yeah. I was going like, to say, it's a cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Yes, yeah. like, I think it's got such goodwill to like, people who have seen it rave about it. So when he was announced as the director of Bumblebee, I was yeah. like, what an interesting choice, because obviously yeah. this guy, you know, has um, chops, as you say, in the film yeah, industry. Yeah. And it's cool to get an animator to do a film where the main character is animated. Yeah. And especially with all the other Transformer movies are just like, at this point, like noise. Hmm. They're, they're going to have something that tries to be character-driven. But when we sat down and watched it, like, it is good and it is definitely trying to do that other thing. And yeah. it's set in the 80s and it's like this school movie. It's just maybe not, quite good because it's trying to like be like et or iron giant yeah and obviously those are incredibly high benchmarks yeah um but i think it's definitely trying to do something different yeah and there are moments in it but it doesn't quite maybe live up to the things it's aspiring
1: to be like yeah which is hard do you know what i think bodes well for it i haven't seen bumblebee yet but we did a video about uh travis knight looking at old transformers Mm, designs and talking about the how they were implemented mm. into this film which like even without seeing it I really enjoyed and I yeah. have no attachment to Transformers at all Same he's here, just yeah. great at speaking about well, that, yeah, it he's so, so
2: clearly passionate But well, before we did that video my hope was he comes from a, obviously design and animation background yeah. I would love to hear him talk about the Transformers using that view and mm. that eye yeah. and he does that and he's like I love Transformers growing up yeah. and he just obviously gets like visual language and he talks about what makes up some prime contrast to the other characters yeah. what makes the Decepticons all weirdly consistent and why you perceive them to be evil from a yeah. design perspective That's really so it's cool. really cool that he has that eye but when we were watching it and I think it's also It really suffered that we saw Spider-Verse very close to it as well, which I think you would say with any other film would suffer seeing that because it's a similar tone where you're trying to do heartfelt and sincere and also really funny and flippant in the next scene and the next beat. And Spider-Verse's funny bits are way
0: funnier and it's heartfelt bits like hit home way more Mm. and it's just, yeah. I've told like so many people like who genuinely love this film man like friends of mine who love Transformers and actually quite enjoy the Transformers films as well being like this is they're like more excited for this one than they were the first one and they fucking like that film yeah. as well So I think it
2: suffers a bit just because of all the recent Transformers movies yeah. See, even as someone who grew up loving them like properly loving Transformers yeah. as soon as like they still go back to the scenes where they're fighting I do kind of tune out a bit yeah well, this is what because I was going to say even though
1: the cooler designs yeah. it's just I don't know Bef- I before I got sidetracked earlier by myself what <laughs> I meant to say was the thing that bodes well is in that video yeah or, and the, the comments to that video is just people sounding off like comments are horrible on YouTube yeah it's all people saying how much they love Travis Knight and how he's helping yeah oh cool and if that's if that's the message from proper Transformers fans yeah at this point after a movie that doesn't quite get there maybe he gets given the leeway to push yeah. Yeah, more towards c- the heartfelt like, interesting yeah. fan stuff because at the beginning of this movie there's a bit on Cybertron
2: where he like in the video he talks about it like being uh, in the, what you're about to hear like yeah. it's him playing with his toys yeah. but he's doing it on the big screen and he gets to like pick any of his favourite characters That's cool. That's cool. like he's like somebody he wanted to play with but yeah Yeah. Um. I think it also suffers from the fact that if there'd been like a five year gap yeah or this had been the very first Transformers, like, ooh, this could be the start of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I wish it just could have left it a bit more time. Yeah. yeah. Just so people like, yeah.
0: Well, let's listen to the man himself talk about playing with his toys. This is Travis Knight, director of Bumblebee.
2: Obviously, you've worked on a bunch of animated movies at Leica. How do you go from that to doing one of these huge, big-budget Transformers like franchise movies? How does that journey happen?
3: Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a good question. I certainly don't think I'm the most obvious choice for something like that when you look at my background. I mean, I've largely worked on these uh, handcrafted, artisanal, you know, animated films. Um, you know, it was a surprise, as much a surprise for me as anybody else when I got a call from Paramount and the producers of the film uh, saying they wanted to talk to me about a new Transformers movie. Uh, it, it was never my wildest imaginations so could I have imagined I'd be making a movie like that. And I thought, no, they get the wrong guy. They think I'm somebody else. Um, and uh, and and once I started to talk to them, and realized that they wanted to take the franchise in a different direction. They wanted to focus in on something else. They wanted to, to essentially uh, you know look at this massive, expansive mythology and 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 tell a more you know a more small scale story about one of the characters. Um, that got me excited because I thought that, you know, within this massive, expansive universe, you really could focus on a, a tiny corner of this campus and really get to know one of these characters in a way that we would never have before. And also, it, I was a huge Transformers fan when I was a kid. I mean, I grew up with these things. Mm. So, uh, you know, I remember watching the animated series. I remember playing So
2: how old were you when that was
3: on? I think I was around nine years old okay. when, I, when the first that, mini, that one little mini-series came yeah. on. And I remember... I think it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. I thought it was just totally awesome. So, like, when I was a kid, like, I was a huge
2: Transformers um, fan. Because we were just talking before you came in. don't know if they do this in American schools, but I went to a school where they did a thing called Bring Your Toy to School Day. Uh-huh. And I, my mum always used to stress out. She's like, don't take anything with small parts. Don't <laughs> right. take a board game. So I'd always take a Transformer. Mm-hmm. And I thought there were three coolest things in the world when I was a kid. Transformers, Ghostbusters, and Teenage Mutant
3: Ninja Turtles. Okay, yeah, those are all awesome. I think mean, that's yeah. the trinity for yeah. your you
2: know, born in the eighties. Yeah.
3: But yeah, so you were always Transformers fan. Huge Transformers fan when I was a kid. And so when I started to think about, you know, my take on this movie um, that's that's the, the feeling that I wanted to try to evoke, that the, the, the feeling of being introduced to the Transformers for the very first time, you know presupposing no knowledge, like they just come out of nowhere, and how did that make me feel? How would that make the audience feel if they were in a situation like that? And then how can we dive deeper into one of these characters and really get to know them in a meaningful way? And because essentially it's an origin story, and we're, we're talking about the origin of one of the Transformers, it made complete sense to set it in the era where the Transformers originated to begin with, which is the mid-'80s. Do you know, like, were they distinctly, like, particularly looking at anim-
2: people with animation backgrounds? Because obviously the lead character, well, one of the lead characters in this movie is obviously entirely animated. Right. Is that something you think they thought was more appropriate for the movie?
3: Um, I certainly think it is appropriate and helpful uh, uh, for me. I mean, that part of the filmmaking process on this movie was something that, I, you know, it was very similar to the things I've been doing for the last 20 years. And so, uh, you know, I had a very easy rapport with the special effects guy, the visual effects guys and the animators. We had, we had a shorthand. We can kind of immediately get to the point of what I was looking for for the performance. So it was really easy to, to connect with those guys. And I think we were able to get a really beautiful performance because of that. Um, But in terms of who else they'd been considering, you know, the only thing I know is just what I've seen in press reports Mm -hmm. and who knows how accurate that is. But uh, in large measure, it didn't look like a lot of those cats had animation in their background.
2: So would you say, compared to obviously a lot of these kind of franchise movies, superhero movies, have a lot of visual effects and animated characters, do you think, were you probably way more involved in that process than the standard director with that non-animation background?
3: The only thing I can say is I can only tell you what I heard from my crew members, which is because how do I know? I've never been, you know, I don't know what other directors, uh, you know, knowledge is about this kind of stuff. Uh, but I remember my very first uh, animator brief uh, where I, I sat down and I talked to the crew and I, I just talked about the aesthetic that I was going for, the level of performance, and then started talking about, you know, animation principles and all this kind of thing, and, and silhouette and, and, you know, ease-ins and fall throughs and all the, you know, all the different animation stuff that you always discuss. And we got out of the the session, and my my uh, my VFX supervisor goes, "I've never heard an animator's brief like that before." I was like, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "Typically, the director says, make it cooler.'" <laughs> 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 so I was like, "Oh, well, that's not what's going to happen here. We're going to get dive into the marrow." I bet all the, of the these animators after that just like sitting up, going, "Oh Christ!" Oh Jesus, this a hole. Uh, no, it, but it we was great. The old bumblebee. <laughs> right? But it was great though because it was like you know we could speak to each other as peers. The, you know, I've done this stuff before, too. I've brought things to life with my hands, and that's what we were doing on with that side of the film. And it was really important that you know the visual effects wasn't just about splashy spectacle, it needed to be about character. and And because the animators, they're not just you know incredible visual effects artists, they're actors. Mm. And that's what we needed Bumblebee to be. Um He really needed to be an emotional creature. and if, if if that didn't work, if he wasn't believable, if you didn't see that he had you know real hopes and dreams and emotions and everything else, the movie doesn't work, and uh, and I'm incredibly proud that the ILM team pulled it off.
2: Because I, I remember this phrase from a documentary I once watched about animation, where it, someone said that animators are frustrated or shy actors, and they kind of act through their creations. Because sometimes you see people with like mirrors on their desk to do facial reactions, oh, yeah. and like, or I think there's a room at Pixel where you can go perform, record it, and then bring that footage back
3: to your desk. To Absolutely, watch. yeah. I mean, that's that's a standard thing where you know if you're going to somehow. Um, stylized reality you, you need to understand reality and so you know a lot of yeah mirrors that's looking for looking at facial expressions you know studying how things actually move acting things out filming yourself filming others looking at reference uh, you know that's I mean that's something you do to try to you know, basically understand you know kineticism movement mm-hmm. uh, you know posture gesture what all these things these all thing, all these are all things that communicate an idea or an emotion or something and so that's what animators are they' they're they're essentially um, students of of human behavior and human movement, um, and I don't know that I would say, you know, as an animator myself, I don't know that I'm a frustrated actor, um, but I do know that that is what an animator does. An animator is acting; they're acting through mm-hmm. a puppet or through a pencil or through a you know keyboard and a mouse or through a stylus. They are bringing a performance to life in a different way than say a, a, a normal actor would, but that's what they're doing. And um, with that kind of mindset of like animation and
2: movement, what did you obviously? These started out as, you know, in cartoons. They've been on the big screen before. What did you have in mind coming to them? How did you want to bring the Transformers to life? What ideas did you bring to the project
3: in that I th- regard? I think for me, it really came down to this a relationship. It came down to a core relationship. Is that you know, I knew that we were going to have spectacle. I knew that we were going to have, you know, sweet robot fisticuffs and high-octane speed chases and all this kind of stuff. That's, that's par for the course for an action-adventure film like this. Um, and I was excited to do all that stuff. It's fun, uh, but really, um, you know, if, if, if you don't have grounded characters, if you don't have an emotional core that people can respond to, it's all just, you know, noise and fury. It's all just, you know, uh, retina you know, burning eye candy. It, it doesn't mean anything. And so I wanted to make sure that, you know, when our heroes were in peril, that it actually, it, it made a difference. You cared. You cared how, you know, how they, if they prevailed or if they failed. Um so for me it came down to the core relationship between the girl and the robot that's really that was the the, the essence of it and uh you know for uh, you know the the fundamental story that it, why I wanted to tell is a film that's about love and empathy and about how a life-changing, life-affirming relationship can com- completely alter the trajectory of your existence. And that was at the core of this story with, with this guy and this girl. You know, They're essentially these, these uh, funhouse mirror versions of each other, these broken souls who find each other, heal each other, make each other whole, and allow them to progress in their lives. And that was the core story that I wanted to tell. Um, were there any other, because obviously the focus of this, of
2: course, is on Bumblebee and it's, mm-hmm. you're right, it's based on their relationship. Are there, how did you go about selecting the Decepticons to feature in the movie? So obviously we, some you couldn't probably use because they feature in the other movies.
3: The, I mean, because we set the film, you know, two decades prior to the, the events of the first Transformers film, uh, the the live action film that Michael directed, um, it did give us some liberty. You know, we could we could potentially, you know, use some characters from from those later films. Uh, but we, we, we knew we wanted to keep the cast of characters smaller that, you know, is more intimate. It wasn't always just about kind of ratcheting it up the spectacle. It was about making sure that the the spectacle mattered. So it was, it's a smaller scale movie. Um, but for the, the heavies, the, the antagonists, the, the ones he goes up against, um, you know, Bumblebee is a scout. He's a warrior. He's a badass, but he's small. His main, you know, his main thing always, was he's a scout. I mean, I think in, in kind of later years, he's come to be the, just this, you know, ferocious killing machine. But for me, he was always the guy that, when he was the scout. He was the little guy that went out and, you know, he, mm-hmm. he did reconnaissance and all this kind of stuff and he could fight if he had to. But that wasn't really his main thing. And I wanted to go back to that idea that he is essentially the the, the first, he's the scout, he's the first one who comes to Earth and to kind of, suss things out to figure it out to if, if this is a place where the the autobots can come and seek refuge from you know after their home has been devastated by this war on cybertron um and so who could he go up against well i mean every single transformer is essentially bigger than he is so we i knew that uh you know that the it, it was going to like when you physically looked at them that he was going to be you know his size his stature his power is going to pale in comparison to anything that we put him up against but i wanted them to look just you know i wanted them to be angular because he's round i wanted them to be angular and muscular and aggressive and and just look ferocious just at at a glance and that's sort of an animators thing it's like you you think about design Mm -hmm. you think about silhouette you think about color palette and i knew that we were going to have a lot of a lot of you know kinetic action stuff a lot of you know crazy camera movements and, and fighting and whatnot so i wanted to make sure that it was always very clear what the audience was looking at, that just by a glance, you know, okay, that's Dropkick, that's, you know, that's, that's Shatter, that's Bumblebee, oh, you know, and you just, there would never be any any confusion what you're looking at when you're looking at these battle sequences. So that started to determine the shapes, the color, um, and and the design language. And then we essentially invented uh, three Decepticons. They have, you know, I think some of them are kind of names that are pulled from old yeah. things, but that's, that's not really the way we approach it. We approach them as characters and then... You know, it's this whole thing. But <laughs> <laughs> how many of those conversations do you
2: have with like Hasbro, where it's like, well, yeah. this is this, and like who? Because I think people who like nerdy stuff like to think there's a person who knows. Like for many years on Star Wars, there was a guy that maintained like the lore. Mm-hmm. Is there an equivalent with Transformers, or is it because it's a, is it a bit more fluid what you can do?
3: Uh, certainly. I mean, there are people who are, you know, have encyclopedic knowledge of the Transformers. Yeah. And, and I don't necessarily have encyclopedic knowledge, but I certainly have a ton of knowledge and familiarity mm. with that first wave of yeah. Transformers because I was a kid and I loved them. <clears> and that I, just burned into my, into my you know, brain folds. But, um, but yeah, when I came aboard, you know, Hasbro, the Hasbro cats, they gave me this giant tome. It was like, you know, the mythology of Transformers. <laughs> I looked at this thing like, Oh my God, what is this? And I started to go through it and it was an incredible resource. But, uh, you know, for me and the story that we were telling, I just, I just went back to my own experience and my own memories of these characters. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think look, you, without question, you can look at the at the, at the previous five film, five films and know that the mythology is a little fluid. Mm. Um, but I wanted to make sure that this this film was self contained, that it was its own thing, that you can you, it presupposes no knowledge of the Transformers coming into it, and so you can sit from beginning to end, watch it, have a good time. But for those people who are fans of both you know Michael's films and the you know the earlier cartoons, like I am. Um, there's a lot of layers of, of, of fun stuff for them to enjoy.
2: Well, talking about being a fan of that original series and, you know, the scenes on Cybertron, which people have glimpsed in the trailers already, obviously must have been a lot of fun to do oh, because God. that is so like the equivalent of being in a toy box so much and getting fun. all your favorite characters and, you know, reenacting something.
3: That's really what it was. Yeah. You know, it was like I had an opportunity to do this, this thing and it was like, oh, my God, I'm just going to I'm going to put everything I loved from that, from, you know, from the cartoon into this thing as much as I can. You know, but we had enough time and enough money. We, I mean, we just would have blown the whole thing out. That's a, a whole movie in and of itself, I think. But I just put every, you know, all my favorite Transformers in there, as much as you can. I mean, every Is there any single one you wanted to put in there that you couldn't only couldn't only because of of time and budget. It's, you know, every single new Transformer is something that someone has to has to mm-hmm. design has to build has to rig has to animate and so you know every they call them assets every every new asset costs money um, so there was a there was a handful of other transformers that i wanted to put in there just couldn't because of because of the cost um but I, you know i got i got some of my favorites in there i'm pretty happy with that
0: fantastic travis <laughs> Uh, this week we had two new trailers. We had Men in Black and Hellboy both drop within 24 hours of each other. Yes. Um I liked Men in Black mm. and I thought Hellboy was okay.
1: Yeah. I'm exactly um, the same boat as you. Yes. I've seen some real vitriol towards Hellboy. Really? People really not liking it on Twitter. Yeah, it's
0: mad because um it's probably booted off on our YouTube channel. Like oh, yeah. it's done like loads of views and stuff like that. Like I I, I liked some parts of it. I thought some parts of it is like slightly cheap and actually similar to how I felt (coughs) in some ways about Bumblebee is like the way that music is used is not in necessarily like clever way. It's more just like chucking it on being like, Oh, this is the feeling that we're going for How do we from make this it nice song. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, and I felt like that sometimes in Bumblebee, but I definitely felt like that on the Hellboy trail. I don't feel like that song is used. This well, I can't remember what song it is now, but like don't remember that the music in it is used in a very interesting way. It's literally just bogged on and going. There you go. Have that. Um, but it does have Big Mo Harris from standards with a machine gun. That is quite in, in a chip shop. Who has a very famous brother? Yes. It's like Carrie
2: Orman's sister, Gary isn't Orman's that? Sister, when you yeah. remember, I can just remember where I was
0: yeah. when JFK got shot. I can remember when I found out Big Mo was Carrie Orman's <laughs> sister. <laughs> well, I tweeted about it yesterday, and people just go in mental uh, uh, in my mentions. Like some person going, Oh, I can't believe she's Carrie Orman's sister. Like other people just going, What? Like, <laughs> this is mental. It sounds like you're
2: taking the piss. It absolutely yeah,
1: absolutely does, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm up for Hellboy. I'm kind of like it looks slightly cheap. I thought uh, there is one shot um, of like a like a mountain base or something that mm, it looks like mm. one of those like uh, bootleg universe type yeah. like just YouTube short films. Like, right. It looks really really bad. Do you know what's really
0: strange as well? Right, I've watched it a couple of times now. Um Lots of the characters stand ridiculously close to each other. Like if. Someone was, if someone was standing that close to me and talking to me small, I'd, 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 have, yeah. I'd have to go you've got to stand back a bit you've
1: that's, got an odd eye they was well, really easy, so
0: close easy. to
2: each small, other small sets yeah <laughs> if right, 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 right. um, you shuffle in
0: yeah this is the got, only, got, only lens we've got yeah, we got to use this for four different locations <laughs> <so>. whereas, whereas <laughs> on Dunkirk Lone's going go far as way well as you can yeah I'll get you all in <laughs> but it's really strange what's the trailer again No, maybe I'm being mad but It does feel like they are a little bit too close to each other like Mm. a lot of times i wouldn't be comfortable in that
1: that scene the thing that's odd to me is how close it feels like it's hewing to what those first two hellboy movies were like i'm not i'm not familiar with the comic stuff particularly so i don't have the the point of references for where they're changing yeah but so much of the dynamics that i'm seeing in that first trailer is it's like you know everyone talks about spider-man the amazing spider-man what was the point yeah they made like a real effort to change absolutely elements. Yeah. Like there are moments in that where I just go, if this was performed by the old cast, it would make no difference yeah, at all. To absolutely, those yeah, movies. yeah. Like, it's really strange. Side like, tangent on that.
2: You know what's matter yeah. with those amazing Spider-Man movies? For the second movie, when they just went back to the Tobey Maguire outfit.
1: Oh yeah. So the first uh, one yeah. is completely different. He's got like built-in trainers. Yeah. And the second one was like I do this also, thing. yeah, pretty strange. Another tangent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tobey Maguire outfit got added to Spider-Man for free today as a surprise. Yeah. A didn't realise that was something people had been asking for. Yeah, and and also, for. yeah. People And Also, why be... do people care? Yeah. It, they're the worst bits of Spider-Man. Also, you've <laughs> been
2: a bit disingenuous. like you asked for it, so it's here. Yeah. yeah. That,
0: that's been planned since day. Yeah. 100 oh, yeah. percent. It's Christmas. Um, Come on. A uh, new people. DLC just came out. I feel slightly left out. I don't have a tangent about Spider-Man. You so what I, will, what I will say, say a is on uh, Wired, there's a really good like, 30-minute video with Kevin Smith talking about every single Spider-Man. And if you like Kevin Smith, it is a really, really good video. So there you go. That I did have one. Brilliant. <laughs> um, what are we talking about?
1: Hellboy, Hellboy. <laughs>
0: you know that's what happens when you got free tangents lads oh um, baby yeah um, I, I think the same thing where, like before you guys watched this morning
1: I was like why
0: is he just doing Ron Perlman's voice I doesn't it make like, any sense but
1: apart from Abe Sapien which yeah. is a big miss for me right now yeah uh, also how are you going to do it without Niles mm-hmm. um, but I just I just watch that and I go I, I just don't know what new I'm getting out of this because yeah. If you if what you want out of Hellboy is some more blood, yeah, like fuck off, <laughs> don't yeah. give a shit. I didn't need more gore. Yeah, I don't know. Snuff yeah, it. It's really nothing strange, doing it? for me. Um, but well, I say that Ian McShane.
0: Yeah, wicked.
1: Men in Black trailer also dropped. Yes, um, you really like this. I. Just really like Men yeah. in Black. You know the running joke that I, because of Rush Hour, I like uh, interracial buddy cop movies? Yes. You know Men in Black? Yeah. <laughs> like, Men in Black one, it might be up there with my most watched ever movies. Like, Ooh. I loved it so much as a kid. Yeah. And I've continued to love it. Like, I've, wow. I've watched it this year. Yeah. Have like, I you? really, really like Men in Black. That's I think great. it's brilliant. Have you ever I've been on the Men the in Black eyes. ride? No. You get to shoot aliens. Oh, come on. Why am I? Why not being on that? It's like um
0: that Toy You say like you get a little girl, oh,
2: okay, yeah. stuff. Do
0: you get to shoot um Vincent Zenofrios character? And then it's like sugar in water. I've Mate. been on it with you. You're you. Me, and you went on
2: that together, like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I look like
1: I was having a nice time? I don't know. That's weird. Um, um. So I just busy. Like, <laughs> I'm just excited. I'm genuinely excited to see more because also yeah. that that is a franchise that. I mean, really, it went stagnant after the first movie. Yeah, three, is, yeah. I, I like three, but I, it's not brilliant. I think having Josh
0: Brolin in it um, is fucking brilliant. Yeah, I just thought, Hassan, uh, yeah, yeah, I just thought. Remember, at the time, I was like, bang, I just started uh, with Mad Men, oh, and right. it's like a mad thing where you just go, that's how you do period, and how mm. you don't do it is that's essentially
1: weird. Austin Powers, which I, is what is in Men in Black. 3. I like that you're comparing Men in Black Three to <laughs> Mad Men. <laughs> You know what? I'd love to see Matthew Weiner's take on Mad Men yeah, absolutely. that'd be incredible. Um but I'm just interested to see maybe it's going to be shit. But yeah. I like the tone of this. It doesn't it's not like just Jeff jettisoning what Men in Black was. Yeah. It feels like the same place. Yeah. The same universe and it's two different people and Chris Hemsworth is being Thor. Yeah. Like that's just good. Like yeah. everyone likes Thor. Just let him it's be even him like all joke the time. in the trailer where he's holding a little he's, hammer. He throws a hammer. Yeah. Like they know what they're doing. I, saw someone, with that.
0: I saw someone that I follow, like an American film journalist earlier going, oh my God, oh, like, OMG, is this a Thor reference? I'm dying. I'm like, right, that's it. Shut up.
1: You'll get unfollowed. Oh, she's gone. Yeah, absolutely gone. Can't be asked for that. Can't yeah. be dealing with it. I'm just, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm into it. OMG. Also, that, that bit where they're just pulling guns
0: out of the car. That's fantastic. That's very Men in Black. Um, I'm big into it, yeah. I think it's going to be good. Is it, like you say, like, it, it feels like one of those it feels like one of those series of films where you just go you could just do this you could do loads of this yeah absolutely um, like, just the premise of there are
2: international branches like yeah. Yeah. even if you didn't get Chris Hemsworth I'm sure they'd want him to be a mainstay of the franchise but you'd go just get two prominent actors to be in yeah. another branch that's exactly and that's what the I format yeah. not like almost like an anthology it's like yeah. Yeah. it's just a cool one-off thing to do I don't, absolutely. and I don't. then
1: yeah. I don't care yeah. that you know like I like Tess Thompson and I like Chris Hemsworth Yeah. I'm not b- bothered about following no. those people yeah. like as actors through a series I, of films I, I would love to watch a different buddy cop pairing I in a, yeah. every yeah. film what in a different thing, country like, in a
2: world where like in a like <laughs> With films like everyone trying to do interconnected, yeah. it's a really good way of doing interconnected without putting the right yourself into corners. Yeah, yeah. Just go. The next one's just about a different things set
0: somewhere else. And I do like how because at the first I was like, oh, it's just <coughs> like somebody else discovering Men in Black because it has been quite a while. Since yeah, I Men think in Black will be a whole generation. Like my nephew will watch it. Yeah, it will
2: know and probably not yeah. watch the original.
0: But I do like for people like us who are like, well, I remember it was you. Like mm. you remember the first Men in Black quite well. I don't need another like what are we type thing. Feels like with her just like she's like gone looking for them yeah found them and just like it yeah. almost seems like a bit of a men in black like fangirl yeah so she's like now she's like yes she's like realizing a dream rather than being like Whoa, all these crazy Before aliens! Exactly do it. Yeah, no. yeah, she, Like, she'll be in the know. <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. You'll still be introducing people through her. But Absolutely.
2: it's not like, oh, yeah. oh. It's not going to be like you know Men and have in Black. It's the exact same um, scenes. Yeah, we It's Will also Smith. a really simple premise. Like, yeah, we yeah. oh, yeah. can do that really quickly. Absolutely. Um, also, I really like watching Chris um, Hemsworth do comedy. Yes. he's just really funny. Like, in the National Lamp. have you seen the National Lampoon yes. movie yet? so good. It is Ever. really good. Yeah. That, that the, film the is really funny. Yeah. I just, oh, not geni- just him. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Just all right, I don't know yeah. why he didn't become like a little bit like game night. Like, yeah. it's really good. Wow, and I remember he, you and
0: Al came back from San
1: Francisco. We both I think watched play. Yeah. I was
0: like, this is. I,
2: so I, it really I
1: watched play
0: and I was like, oh, it's a lovely time
1: doing yeah. that. Shit, I would not even have turned yeah, it on. Yeah, surprisingly good, and Perfect. he's
0: brilliant in it. Yeah, he is really like, good. He's got a, quite a small role, but he's very. Same
2: funny Same with he's Ghostbusters.
0: I thought Ghostbusters was shite, but I thought he was his amazing in it. But yeah, there you go. Men in Black and Hellboy trailers there dissected yeah before your very is
2: broken down
0: um so the other week we got a mad email which was just, just like subject heading, capital letters do you want brian blessed on the podcast okay. and it's one of those things where obviously we were going to say
3: yes <laughs> yeah from um, brian
0: blessed yeah, yeah. <laughs> hello b right here um obviously we're going to say yeah what we never say yeah to really is taking a Skype audio feed and sticking on the podcast, because usually it's a bit shit. And, you know, we like, even though we talk about nonsense on here, we try and make it sound at least good, except for the Prestige podcast, shop Um So we never say yes, we're really, but we thought, fuck it, it's Brian Blessed. Let's have a chat with him, and see what he said. He is delightfully mad, which is exactly what I wanted. Yeah, um, I kind of... Like it's hard doing a Skype interview, but I had a little laugh and a joke with him, uh, he probably swears more than I do. Oh, which, um, is, um, which is A lot. For our international listeners,
2: how well known is Brian yeah, Blessed outside Britain? Because if not,
1: brace yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a at least late seventies man. Yes, oh, I see maybe that. early eighties. Yeah, yeah. And he's essentially just famous for being loud. Yep. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. But
2: if you don't know who he is, go read up about him afterwards, because he is, like, an explorer as well. Oh, my God, he talks about this in The Thing. The the things he's done with his life. He's an actor, like, principally. That's why he became known for him. I think he was in the RSC and stuff. He's just a
1: larger-than-life figure in Britain. Uh, My favourite story about Brian Blessed. I don't know if he talks about this. I haven't heard the interview. Uh, He once saw a woman giving birth in Richmond Park, and uh, helped her give birth. Oh my God! I know that. Pushed the clots out of her belly and yeah. then bit off the umbilical cord.
0: <laughs> now, like, now, again, for, you have to know what Brian Blessed looked like
1: for that to be as delightfully mad as it is. Obviously, he's the only person who's ever told this. But this yeah. is what I love about Brian Blessed: is he just will make shit up on the fly yeah. and doesn't care at all. He's um, amazing.
0: I didn't. I didn't get a chance to bring us up in the podcast, but he. Uh, I actually met him once because an ex-girlfriend uh-huh. of mine did Duke of Edinburgh and she got the gold award and you get to go to the... Um, Explorers Guild. You get to go, cause you get to go meet uh, Prince Philip um, and he comes and says hello to you and uh, like gives him mm. their uh, fucking scout badges or whatever it was. Um, and, but you also get a celebrity there as well, who mm. like chat. So there was two uh, groups on the day. Uh, one group was getting Katie Melua, one Fuck group me. was getting Brian Blessed. Oh my God. Now how gutted would you be if you were in the group that got Melua? We got Blessed, even though I did not do it. It was this mad bit as well where he went around and said hello to all of the, they like, he like welcomes all the family and stuff into it. Went around and said hello <clears> to <throat> all of the Duke of Henry Gold Awards. And then I was sitting in the front row because it was just me there from my girlfriend's family. And uh, he came up to me and just went, why aren't you uh, up here? And I was like, oh, uh, 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 and he's like, you bloody well, come on, come here. And I was like, no, I haven't done it. And then he like, he made me go stand with all the people who just got the Duke of Variable Gold Awards. And I was I was so embarrassed because I was just like, How yeah. How old are you? Um, well, like 22, something like that by the time she got here. No. 20 maybe mm. than I, by the time she got it and it, it was so horrible and I, was, I had to stand there for a bit until he went further down the line and I just kind of like slunk away when I sat in my amazing. it was so embarrassing so this is Brian Blessed who is in the new COD um COD Zombies Mode uh, I can't think of any way more perfect for that man to be working slash living uh here he is talking about that right now <laughs>
4: Right, here we go. Lovely. Well, it's nice to talk to you. Yeah, how are you Happy doing today? Of you.
3: What have you been up to?
4: I, I, at this today, Oh, doing lots of weights and exercises because I'm always going on adventures. Um, you know, I train all the time. I, I've now been, I've, I've finished all my space training in Moscow. Uh, and uh, I, I've, I've done 800 hours there and a, a lot to, with NASA. I'm on the space program, uh, etc. So that's astonishing for an actor to, in real life to be part of the space program. Uh, and uh, and uh, I train for p- uh, mountains like Mount Everest. I'm always going on. Fifty percent of my life is expeditions, and fifty percent
0: acting. That's amazing. I mean, you can't just drop <laughs> so you can't just tra- drop information I've been like uh... all day.
4: I'm always ready in case they want.
0: <laughs> yeah, you Say can't just again? drop information like NASA training into things. What do you mean NASA training? What kind of stuff?
4: Oh well, I completed training over there on Reunion Island Right. because uh, 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 they want to go to Mars, and we've been showing them uh me with lots of mountaineers uh wearing special suits uh, uh, and uh, this they've been created by the man who created the outfit for terminator ah. a predator predator. predator
0: wait so you're going to be yeah. wearing like uh, uh,
4: and uh so we've been wearing this that uh, a lot of training and things like that. Yeah. So I'm part of the space program. We have a space program in Britain yeah. at, uh, 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 at Abingdon. Yeah. And so, anyway, there we are. That all sounds rather crazy.
0: To be fair, Brian, I can't think of anybody I'd rather meet Martians than you if we make contact. <laughs>
4: well, of course, <laughs> when we go to Mars, it's just, there's a mountain there called Olympus Mons, and it's four times higher than Mount Everest. Right. And it's the size of Spain. Uh, and so it's, it's, we need to get out there. I think that, they, you know, they talk about this and global warming, but we actually need to get out in space. Yeah, We've got to let the Earth rest a bit. We don't just belong here. We belong out there as well.
0: Absolutely. Anyway, yeah.
4: there, I'm talking quite wild.
0: That's <laughs> no, fine. No worries. Um, every time we get somebody on the podcast, we ask them for their favourite movie, TV show and video game. Do you have a favourite movie?
4: I guess I think that... Uh, my favorite movie, I, I don't want to kind of depress you, uh, 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 et cetera, but um, uh, my favorite movie is the Russian War and Peace. Oh, okay. They've done Wars and Peace, and we have done it in this country, and they're not bloody good. Yeah. They're pretty tame. But the mm-hmm. Russian one that with Bondachek uh, directed, oh, he used the entire Red Army in it. Yeah for the Red Army, for Napoleon's Army and for the Russian Army and it is sensational acting by the Russians mm. yeah, absolutely amazing, I've never seen a film like that you've got to see it on the big screen okay. and the music and the power I've never seen a film as power so the, the Russian War piece mm.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out it feels like one you definitely need to see in a cinema um, do you have a favourite
4: you've got to see it
0: Yeah. do you have a favourite TV show
4: enough that My favourite one is the one I <laughs> is the one I actually started in. <laughs> my favourite one of all time is I Claudius. Okay, and I played Augustus Caesar, the lead in it, with uh, Derek Jacobi and Patrick Stewart and and Sean Phillips and people like that. Yeah, uh, and I Claudius won every award going. So I think that's the most satisfying. I, apparently I've done more tele I've done more televisions and television serials than any other actor, from Zed Cars, uh, to I Claudius, to Long John Silver, to Blackbeard, uh, you name it, Tom Jones, and so forth. I've done more and more. But my favorite one that I've done, which has been adored, particularly in America,
0: is I Claudius. Amazing. I always think that people always talk about uh, people like, you know, Richard Harris and Oliver Reed and Richard Burton as like these hellraisers, but I reckon in your time you were probably a bit of a hellraiser. Uh, uh,
4: well, I'm, uh, I'm a hellraiser in the fact that I am in, as I said, fifty percent of my life is exploration and fifty percent acting. Yeah. So in actual fact, they act being hellraisers, but in actual fact, I live beyond that. <laughs> Uh, when I, after all three expeditions to Everest, having climbed Everest and Akin Kagwa and done the North Pole and climbed uh, and reached the North, uh, magnetic North Pole. How many people have done that? And so that I kind of, from the length and breadth of the world to the lost world in South America, I am the real McCoy. Whereas they acted, I am it. <laughs> I, Oliver Reed and Richard Harris and O'Toole, as O'Toole would say, I was talking, fucking Brian will eat us fucking alive. <laughs> I'd i have eaten the fuckers alive.
0: Yeah, amazing. Um, you're voicing a character in the new Black Ops for uh, zombie mode. What's that been like?
4: Well, I think that it is larger than life, of course. Mm. I just think it's you know it's it's an amazing character in the fact he's, he's called General Jonathan Warwick. But it's no simply as a bri- brigadier, yeah, uh, and and, and, and uh, the kind of the dead of the night is set in an opulent English mansion. And it's a proper Gothic horror story, yeah, and it's crammed to the brim with all manner of. Um, anyway, I just it's it's marvellous kind of acting, really, alongside uh, uh, people like Alan Bollam Carter and mm-hmm. Keith Sutherland and Charles Dance. I, I just I, I, I do a lot of kind of voiceovers for all kinds of things, but everywhere I go, people. The, every, everywhere is universal. The, everyone adores Call of Duty, apparently it's mm. in a kind of class of its own. Absolutely, And the yeah. one we've done is absolutely bloody Oh, it's amazing. It's going to be very different. Yeah. Very powerful. Uh, you know, my character's very powerful. He, he fought in the Bo- Boar War and things like that. Yeah. So this new Black Ops Zombies adventure, Dead of the Night, I mean, it is really an astonishing part for me. My part requires more energy than five King Lears. <laughs> so the brigadier is an astonishing character. Yeah. It defies description. He's fought, he's yeah, a veteran of the war. He fought in the Boer Wars. He's yeah. I mean, a true hero of the British Empire. He's a bit older, older than everybody else, uh, but uh, he's eccentric, archaic, and he's it, got, in, in, uh, you know, got a tremendous sense of humor.
0: Yeah. And you're such I'm a big.
4: don't have a chance.
0: <laughs> you're such a big character. How do you make so sure that. I
4: employ all my technique as a Shakespearean actor
0: <laughs> for Black I'm Ops 4.
4: Vocalist. But it's, it's not easy. You get actors and think, oh, it's quite easy to do. But doing Call of Duty is it's hugely demanding. Yeah. Uh, you, but I'm experienced uh, in, in life. I can kind of be immensely colorful and over the top. But to get it into a performance with your voice. And I have a voice that goes from tenor to baritone to bass baritone, with ease. Uh, and so I find the whole thing a great challenge. Yeah, I've actually adored doing it. It's been a real whiz, a real, a real. I've adored it.
0: Ah, that's amazing. If um if zombies came real tomorrow, what would be your plan?
4: Well, if they were alive. Yeah. Say that again.
0: So if, if zomb- zombies. If zombies uh, became a thing tomorrow, if tomorrow on the news they were like, right, zombies are attacking London, what would be your plan?
4: Well, my plan is because I did national service in the RAF Mm. in my youth at 18 to 20, 21 years of age. And my favorite gun was the Bren gun. And I was fucking good with it. <laughs> the Bren gun is the best gun ever invented uh, for a soldier. Yeah. Uh, mag off, mag on, about locking pin. Amazing. I'd use the Bren gun. It would blast fucking zombies apart. on yeah. En masse. One just charge of a Bren gun could kill a thousand zombies. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd, and also I would take with me two bottles of holy water to sprinkle on them yeah. to make them dissolve.
0: Well, if zombies attack me, I'm giving you a call straight away.
4: Give me a call, and I'll come up with my brand gun, and I'll bring some holy water, and I'll make them dissolve.
1: <laughs> um, put
4: a, just put a big cross in front of you and tell them to fuck off.
1: <laughs> I'll
0: do that. Um, you've got quite a luxurious beard. I'm trying to grow one myself. Like, have you got any tips for beard care?
4: Any tip? Any tips for a beard? Yeah. Well, apparently I, I you've got a very good beard. I, I can see, and so, but I. Uh, well, I I, I do sh- I do shampoo it a lot. Okay. Uh, and I, I I but I use baby shampoo, right? Which really makes it curly and b- bushy. I've got a huge beard, but it's quite a delicate beard. It's quite soft, so I shampoo it regularly.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, and and comb it into position. I adore having. I think every man should have a beard.
0: Me too.
4: We're born with a bloody beard. Yeah. And some people say, well, I can't grow a beard. Well, gradually, just train it. You'll gradually get it all over your face. I mean, my beard, of course, I mean, I get on very well with gorillas and things like that. And people think <laughs> when I'm in the Himalayas, the Sherpas all say i a, a Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, you are a Yeti. They call me a Yeti. Uh, Sasquatch Bigfoot. <laughs> but my beard, in actual fact, if I let it grow, yeah, actually grows up to my eyes. Yeah. So I, I am actually uh, the naked ape. I am a gorilla. I am, I am definitely, they did it. A census on the um, yeti yeah a few weeks ago all the experts and scientists really and they, and they, they're doing big thoughts and sasquatch and Betama. they came to the conclusion that the only yeti in the world was brian blessed
0: <laughs> um we're big fans of star wars and we loved you as uh, boss Nass. um obviously they're making you know new star wars films if they wanted to make a boss nas one would you be up for it
4: yeah. They've got to bring him back. He's such a colour. What was marvellous is that, uh, in The Phantom Menace, he's the hero. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with, uh, uh, anything. Uh, yeah, because it's him and his people, his uh, gungans. he's the king of the gungans. Yeah. They defeat the dark side, don't they? Absolutely. And at the end, he receives the globe of peace. Yeah. And now that last line... I remember I went into a studio after many months of filming it, and and, 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 and the director, um, and George Lucas took me in a studio and said, I want you to record the last word of the film. And it was, peace. <laughs> and I thought, God, I've got the last word. And he said, You're the bloody hero of the film, Brian. You're the hero. Of the- it <laughs> was wonderful to do.
0: Yeah. And just finally, um, something we ask everyone that comes on the podcast, have you seen Christopher Nolan's film, The Prestige, and did you like it?
4: Have I seen Christopher Nolan's
0: film The Prestige? Film the
4: Prestige. I haven't seen it, have I? Uh, everyone's telling me about it. I'm looking yeah. forward to it.
0: It's a good Christmas film.
4: I, I, I mean, everyone's everyone loves it. Yeah. Do you love it?
0: Yeah, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I reckon... I, I think you'll like it oh, as well. I'm
4: dying to see it. Christ, I'm dying to see it. Brilliant. I love films. I know I'm going to love it. I know I'm going to love it.
0: Okay, as long as you promise me you'll watch it over films Christmas, films then. You promise me you'll watch it over Christmas?
4: Where, do I watch... Do, watch over
0: christmas will you promise me you'll watch the prestige over christmas i
4: bloody will <laughs>
0: promise all right brilliant thank you very much for talking to me brian have a good day
4: lots of love
0: cheers thank you bye-bye bye
1: joe borderlands vr yes hit me played it yes uh, i watched you it's yeah you walk i love yeah. that because you walked in and i was facing the wrong way in the room uh, and you hadn't realised you were facing the wrong way. Not away. at all. That's fucking witchcraft. Um, Shut it down. It's <laughs> Borderlands VR is a really weird thing. Yeah. I don't. It feels like it's someone's passion project. Yeah. I'm assuming Randy Pitchford's. Yeah. Because there's no reason for it to exist. Mm. Like it's an old game. It was never designed for VR, so it's required. Like, sorry, sorry, it's not a standalone. It experience. is the full game. No,
0: no, no, it's a full game in VR. So it I is thought. the whole of I Borderlands.
1: Thought, I thought it was a bit of a
0: laugh. We're we're sure this is all actual facts now that we're saying, right? (laughs) None of that.
1: Uh, And it's—I just—I don't understand why it exists. Yeah, like it's so strange. And that is not to say it's bad. I did whilst playing it. I was like, this feels a bit weird. There's loads of like movement controls, and I kind of find out. I found my sweet spot with it quite early, Um, like teleporting most of the time. But when I'm fighting, I could move around like on. I was using controller. Yeah. I was moving around like a little bit. Okay. So it felt a bit like basic movement, two spaces. Yeah. I was doing without any possibility of nausea. Yeah. And then fine adjustments to fight. I was moving around as a walking thing. That makes which sure. Does fuck with your head a bit. Yeah. After I finished, I felt quite bad for a little Ooh. bit. Like, as soon as I took it off, which was weird. But it, that's my own it, fault. Like, is really. the game easier? Because, like, that's
2: quite an intense game to be playing if you're fixed to the spot. Do you and, know what's like, mad? I'm There's sure... a lot of stuff
0: going on in Borderlands yeah, constantly. Like, but if, as well. if you
2: can't move and your enemy can. Yeah. That's quite an advantage they have I'm, I'm
0: sure
1: it's different with uh, move controllers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get to try that. Yeah. With a standard controller, the way you shoot is by just looking at stuff and then pressing the trigger. Ooh. So like the crosshair's right in the middle of your. Vision. So it's almost easier to aim. It's harder. Yeah. Because oh, you're not it's used like to. There's something about the how used to you are to moving with analog controllers, and obviously yeah. if it's move controllers, that's just your hands. You get yeah. hand-eye coordination. That's mm. like mm. they've got a name for it. Um, <laughs> moving your face to yeah. shoot stuff feels really wrong because you're not in the game. You expect your gun to move somehow. Yes. Jesus I'm just smacked. I've got no hand-eye coordination. coordination that's why I didn't use the Can mood controllers just punched Smashed his own mic. my microphone about so I was trying to shoot people but I was looking at them yeah. when actually I'm trying to lead my shot so what I need to be doing is looking oh, like slightly yeah. to their right so and I actually running. found it not um, I actually found it quite
2: natural when I played in Resident Evil 7 but that's probably because it's very different like yeah. it's you know there's one thing in front of you yes. and it's like you you're just looking to the head yeah. rather than something like you know I mean all around you
0: yeah I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of like the one also as well i, I feel like the psvr whilst it's not like mad cumbersome mm. it's not the lightest of thing to have on your head no. man like i found myself like is so chunky as yeah well. i found myself getting headaches a little bit when on a couple of Astro Bot levels when you've really got to move your head but also that um, thing
1: like the way it goes on in your head, like other yeah. ones have straps, it yes. just sits tight. Like you literally it's, have a band sque- on your squeezing head. Your head. Yeah.
0: It's um, very weird. But I remember like playing Eve Gunjack. I think it was called. And oh, That yeah. was that was the one that not Valkyrie, which is like the mad, actually like, like prop, space like combat like, game. thing. Yes. Yeah. Like Gunjack was like I basically a really really stripped down version of that. Mm. Way way more fun. Yeah. Um, but it was on what was the Samsung one oh gear yes no. is that yeah gear. yeah gear. Yeah, gear, yeah. Gear, yeah so it was Dreams on that Google. and basically like, it was really fun because you is a the button was on the side of your thing yes so you're basically like cyclops, cyclops in it yeah yeah Ooh. and you move your head around and then but you're not you're still having to press something to shoot even though like it's obviously moving your entire thing very quickly rather than like as you say if you're going for a couple of things you've got to lead your shot you need to look a little. You yeah. can't just be looking at the person. You've still got to do it. Whereas,
1: got, looking at a, ma- a massive spaceship and going is actually quite satisfying. Was that the Bossa Studios <laughs> event? Well, that we went to years and years ago. Possibly, yeah. So that was the first time I ever played VR. Yeah. And my eight-year relationship ended that night. Did it? <laughs> because you went, I've seen the future. I've seen the future and, it's and not you're you. not in it. <laughs> I've got a photo of us. Of I that. wish it was that simple. Daniel. That was that was That's such a cool thing, simple. man. Like,
0: um, actually, you went to one. I remember well, seeing I, you at one. Bossa, yeah. yeah. So why we didn't know each other. Yeah, Bosser Studios. The guys who made like Surgeon Sim, um a bunch of other I games. I Am Bread. I Am Bread. Mm. Uh, that cat dating sim. Like oh, I think, well, he I, works for them.
2: Yeah, that yeah. Night I played one in VR yeah. where you're in, like, a like Grecian maze. Yeah. And one yes, of you is, like, a that Gorgon. One. That yeah. one was Minotaur. The, think, Minotaur would I, make I think more, think more sense. Was, yeah.
1: um, I think that was Spilt Milk, who yeah. did other good games. Yeah, It's, like, an asymmetrical thing where the person yes, on the TV yeah, can yeah. see yeah. the entire maze yeah. or oh that yes. was really right good way around. yeah I
0: love yeah. that one um, but yeah Boss of just do this amazing thing where they just invite people who are into VR this is fucking years ago man. Was this it, is like
1: when f- it was five six years ago original what? prototype Oculus. Oculus yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Oculus. and they would just invite uh, developers and like sometimes it was like people in marketing and like just tech people who were interested in VR to come and give little talks and then a bunch of other people then would be there uh, showcasing their games and the best thing about it was like I didn't have an Oculus at the time but the best thing about it is like the people there would just give you the game on like are if you like if you've got a USB yeah you can just have this game that I've just mm. developed because it was all prototypes like yeah. there was no market for VR is, like, absolutely like, yeah
2: emerging technology you need people to just be making stuff yeah. and finding stuff out and it's really exciting
0: I think the night I think the night we went when there was that mad guy there who uh, was probably incredibly successful and rich now um but he uh he was was going on about the spider-man 2 game about the swinging and he was like oh yes like the best thing ever he's like and then he made a vr game in that was swinging and everyone put it on and immediately took it off and was just like don't Make games. Yeah. like <laughs> This is poison. You actually you've made, poisoned me. My digital <laughs>
1: poison. <laughs>
0: poison. Um, everyone it. felt disgusted straight after it, and they were just like, "Yeah, it's a bit weird that one." No, I, I, thought,
2: it. I thought you were going to say this guy was like, "You should make more Spider-Man games." But Spider-Man yeah. games. Like, uh, what? Well, so you weren't now He's like, I just applied for a job at Insomniac.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> if it, there's no way that guy works here,
1: um, he was like, <laughs> "It's all in VR." Yeah. <laughs> I should say my positive point with regard to Borderlands VR fantastic uh, is that it reminds me that what I re- the things I've really loved in VR mostly yeah apart well apart from two like, a couple of very very good games yeah. just good because they are good yeah people try so hard to make realistic stuff in VR mmm and I don't know mm. why they do it because being in Borderlands yeah. is so fucking cool because you're in a yeah. cartoon world. Like, that's what VR is for me. It's that's not really like trying to make a a, an amazing yeah. place around me. Because
2: also just, from that perspective, you can more easily go, well, this is not real. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because it has to be, lower to be as yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, whereas like being in Borderlands, I'm just walking like, teleporting around just being like this Holy looks shit, yeah. so cool and all these people look interesting and like it's just better. That's why the my favorite stuff like um
2: all the other stuff like the plays with like scale and perspective yes. Absolutely like yeah. Astrobot does or where you're like you're a little mouse and yeah. you're like this is cool because you're literally transforming the way I perceive the world. Yeah. Or like rather than the, I'm just all you're into in everyday life. Or yeah. you know everyday life every fucking day <laughs> <In mate>. VR <laughs> Unless
1: it's matrix good. Yeah. Unless the stake is better. yeah like, we, like I'm, not we were going in. I'm not going in guys with the with the minotaur maze thing like the thing that's beautiful about that is how it interacts with the real world <clears throat> yeah like you're in a virtual world where other people have more information than you yeah so like my favorite vr game is static which is a game that's all about the fact that you have a controller yeah you can't see it so yeah. it does things <clears throat> with what your controller is doing that you can't see in the game it's amazing. i'm surprised yeah.
2: if not, there's not been more games that take advantage of like one person wearing Absolutely, the headset yeah. and other people being able to use the Keep TV talking, nobody explodes Incredible. Yeah. like that's like I know they're pushing VR like PlayStation VR really hard yeah do a Christmas minigame collection <laughs> Where there's one person who always has to wear the headset. Yeah. Turns, and then your whole family and does like, stuff around it. Because it's that one where like someone's the cat. And, oh, that's just and, and everyone else is incredible. Yeah. Oh, like, I haven't seen that. So everyone's the mice on the TV because there has to be more than one mouse, Yeah, I everyone's I the
0: mice and then there's a massive there's a cat. cat. Yeah. And so you're the cat and you yeah. have to like, are they
2: hiding under cups? It's like a good few years. to right. Play yeah, year. yeah. So you've got to like, run around and stay still when the cat's going to
0: look. You don't know when the cat's going to look. Yeah. That's cool. It's like a similar thing to like (laughs) Nintendo Land, like in the same thing. I love Nintendo Land so much. It's so good, man. Like basically make. If you're listening and you make VR games, just make Nintendo Land. I should just like, like, But just change it. They're so it's not going to care or anymore. You <laughs> didn't do also, anything for them. <laughs> yeah.
2: About
1: nine people. They should have released
2: Super Mario Chase on Switch. Oh, my God. That and was just, so good. Like, just do that with 20 stages and mm. more characters. I love that game. What yeah. was
1: the... Um, the Luigi's Mansion ones Yeah, That well. was awesome. Yeah. Those, are,
0: those were the two best ones. But also tank 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 that fucking or,
1: Kong mode how much do we play that we, we fucking love that went mad for tank <laughs> tank tank I remember thinking like this has changed the game yeah I went to Namco's offices I was like this is it <laughs> we
0: found <laughs> yeah. the system seller he's like tearing up yeah do
1: that <laughs> <laughs> you've done it guys <gasps>
0: um there we are then uh uh Borderlands VR good not great Yep, uh, just like mixed bag but I, I mean I like, feel like if you've spent money on a PSVR you should buy that because it's, it's a fucking full game. Full you don't game get many of those. No. Yeah. Uh, Tell you what, you say you don't get full games. We got full game on this very podcast. Bloody hell. <laughs> the game I like to call Keyword Countdown. Keyword <laughs> Countdown. If you don't know what keyword countdown is, I am to be categorized their films via a bunch of crazy keywords. What I've done, or what someone I've forgotten his name has done, is picked five films, ten keywords apiece. You guys have to guess what the film is and what the link is. And uh, while you're guessing, I'm going to look up what his name is because this is
1: a banger. uh, Can I just say, uh, there's a bit of jeopardy here. Yeah. Uh, If I win... Yes, I'm keeping Crouper's hat that I've been wearing for this entire <laughs> oh, podcast.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no 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 no
1: As you as you were doing <laughs> that, bit if of I ribbon.
2: win, you have to wear this for your dinner tonight. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I'm um, out for that, so Kruper's holding I, I, his hand. If we can agree to that. No.
1: What? Oh, oh, come your bloody on, on your fridge. <laughs> <laughs> <You> fridge. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to a romantic dinner. I'm not. <laughs> not but how much better would it be if you went to it like that?
0: Kruper's holding his Anna. hand, just for people who oh, do, can't so, see,
1: yeah. uh, a ill fitting cowboy hat. <laughs> Anna, it's our last night together before you head home for Christmas. Good evening, sir. <laughs> I Please I, do this. I'd like to taste you
2: a
0: Japanese barbecue. Okay. Uh, <laughs> while we were riffing like no one's all right doing it yeah so you're doing it yeah fantastic so winner of this I will take a picture if, if I do if Joe wins uh, he gets Krupa's lovely beanie if Krupa wins <laughs> Joe's gonna go to his romantic dinner the well, last time he's gonna see his girlfriend uh, for ages yeah wearing an ill-fitting cowboy hat <laughs> one which you'll see him wearing during the unofficial preview videos yes and when he... you will know the hat if um, you've seen him so this keyword kind of was actually set in by Sean Hannan um, who's very, very good. Film number
1: one. Nasty Neighbour. Bad Neighbours. Bad Neighbours Bad 2. The Burbs. Finger Gun. Gran Torino. Yes! Oh, I reckon if I hadn't said Finger, you could have got that in the first one. I was, yeah. I was about to say it because yeah. you mentioned it during the movies podcast. You've undone yourself, Beanie Boy. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a big one out of that the that gate, is isn't, big, it? isn't it? That points,
0: that is. <laughs> Uh, gang, teenager, strong female character, home invasion, rape victim. That's a good film. Old man. Oh, I wish you. I unsaid that. Just have you said rape victim. Bad timing. Bad timing. Fuck it. Jeez. Old man, ex-veteran, Ford Torino. Here we go. Film number two. <laughs> Shot in the head.
1: You're to blame.
2: I'm um, JFK. Fire. Firestarter.
1: Total Recall. Dog. Dark Knight. Dog. Oh. Mimic. Recovering recovering alcoholic Uh, I am legend
0: Lethal weapon Urinating on a painting That's a very specific
2: clue I feel like
1: I know what this is Uh, In Bruges
2: Island The island Seven psychopaths Uh,
1: The guard
0: Child abuse It's
1: not the guard Mina. Child abuse? Murder. I thought it was a comedy. Taken? Confessional. Christ. Calvary. Yes. Oh, I've not seen that. Well done. It's, Two points to go. That is a film that is billed as a dark comedy. A lot more dark than comedy it's just in that dark one. yeah I d I gen I've watched it twice, because the second time I was like, everyone says it's brilliant. Yeah. Oh God, I can't
0: find it so. I hard didn't like going. the guard. Everyone's gone on about that. I like the guard. It was shite, yeah. uh, two points for Joe there. Final clue. Priest. Uh so Joe is currently sitting on the level. Really annoying, I, said, I said doubt really early on. You know if if you say
2: child abuse, think of priests. Yeah. Shortcut. Yeah. It's the
0: only
1: thing. I'm really annoyed really? you've raced ahead. I know. Attention. I really would have
0: loved to have seen you
1: wear that. Wait, wait, that's wait! It's all It's all That's that's hasty, but also I know that I'm on the, lo- the side that everyone wants like, to see. Lindsay,
2: <laughs> I was looking for a new hat <laughs> today. <laughs> Just, I
1: mean, realistically, I'm not stealing his hat. No, no, no.
2: I would let you have it. That is the rules of the game. All right,
0: here we go. Uh, you better not have knits. <laughs> I really like the Like, I'm also wearing a hat for this podcast, mm. but as a person doing it, I've got. Nothing to lose, yeah. everything to gain. <laughs> although to be fair, you keep an eye. Although I get to see you in a sweet hat, mm. he looks sweet in it as well. Exactly, so. it doesn't make a difference to your life, really. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Film number three, <laughs> based on a novel.
2: Jena, The Invisible Man. Blade give Runner. Me, Gav, give me a second. Shh, sh, sh, sh.
0: I know a lot of novels. <laughs> Small Town. In which cuckoos?
1: Black Cop. It's the guard. <laughs> Mississippi. Mississippi burning. I uh, know, uh. It's not three billboards because that's Mississippi. No, Missouri. it's not, yeah. Justice. Not, Is it Matthew McConaughey? It's not to kill a mockingbird.
2: Oh, what's
1: that film called? Revenge. No. Oh, uh, uh, Killer Joe. Damn it. No, it's. Sexual assault. Is it a Grisham? the
2: Grisham? Runaway jury <laughs> Racial discrimination. Oh, What's it called? I don't even know what it is. Is the one with
0: spacey as well. Trial. Yeah. Stop stop giving it away. Mate, everyone's in this film. Ku Klux uh, Klan. Yeah, of course
2: it fucking is.
0: I literally can't think of what it's called. Based on a novel. Small town, Black Cop, Mississippi, oh. Justice, Revenge, Sexual Assault, Racial Discrimination, Trial, Ku Klux Klan. A Time to Kill. Oh,
2: bloody hell. Never knew it. It's a fucking bang. It's a it's really a good film. That is actually a it. really
0: good film. It's uh, the best Grisham adaptation. Sandra Bullock, Matthew McConaughey, Donald Sutherland, Kiefer Sutherland, Hello. Who, who Kevin Spacey. I couldn't tell you, actually. Mm. Right. Oh, Samuel Jackson is in it. Um. Oh. That's a good film, isn't it? It's a brilliant film. Right. Here we go. Film number four. 1980s. Brazil.
1: Ready, player one. Fired
0: from the job. It's not office. Space. Paris Bueller. Violence. Falling down. That's not nice. easy. History of violence. Mobile phone. Whoa. Machismo. <laughs> Wall Street. Yes. Oh, oh. shit. Oh you no. You look so unhappy I
1: know. Like no, no. Sorry sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I, sorry everyone. I'm absolutely really fucked this.
0: 6 points to Joe there. Uh, the other one's bad guy. My, my shit goes, but it's all on the link. <laughs> <laughs> bad guy. I mean, stocks, greed, capitalism. Inside a training. sort of inside a, a training. Um, <laughs> do all my own training. I like to be fair. Like now and again, I do do the thing where it's like it is on the link, but I feel like when it's no, actually no, something up, on the line. No, he's absolutely steamed ahead as well. Uh, yeah, he's on. I don't know. Seventeen points. So it's uh, the impossible. I can't moment. believe I ruined this. It all right. it's alright it's okay awesome. you've ruined it by being great so it's fine I can remember the name of the one film I recognised <laughs> film number five Malaysia ooh For the beach How many films are set in Malaysia Conspiracy oh uh ooh nah no. <laughs> Rival it's not
2: only it's not God forgives
1: S- nah, It's
0: Thailand not the movie. No, It's not a movie that's Hong Kong easy. Retirement i
1: think malaysia's throwing us off yeah yeah. Yeah.
0: all these all these first five to be fair child labor if this drastic part would be pissed
1: (laughs) child labor
0: yeah is solid written and directed by cast member
1: gone baby gone comedic sex scene oh that's a very different (laughs) film (laughs) (laughs) changing gears there comedic sex scene
0: brainwashing the
1: president of malaysia oh zoolander
0: yeah uh, I've actually never seen Zoolander you? Oh, I haven't it, seen the second one but the first one is banging yeah. genuinely the never... first one is a very yeah. funny movie
2: it's, it's in my head I, I don't think it is like mm-hmm. no it's fantastic Bowie's yeah. in it
1: surname as title male model so that is 20 points to Joe it's amazing as soon as you said comedic sex scene yeah. that wasn't what reminded me I was like what's a comedy that mentions Malaysia and it's just someone saying the president of Malaysia yeah yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> here we go then what is the link? So we got Gran Torino,
0: Calvary, A Time to Kill, Wall Street, and Zoolander. What a
1: mad and, list! And
0: do you know what I've? You could get this from what I've said. Um, like not in like what, what I've said what, in what, the keywords. <laughs> <though. laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, you can get this from when I've just told you these. I know what it is. Do you? It's films with uh, father and son actors. It. Absolutely, is mate. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs>
1: Well done. done, mate. So, Gran Torino. Uh, that's Clint Eastwood and the other one. Scott, Scott. Eastwood. Calvary. That's Brendan and Donald Gleeson. Yeah. Time to Kill, which is the one I said. Donal. Sutherland. Oh, yeah. See, so that's, that's how I got it.
0: <laughs> Wall Street. Charlie Sheens, and mine. She, machines.
1: Zoolander. Jerry and Ben Stiller. Yeah. At Joe. Who's Jerry Stiller? has uh, he been in Australia? Jerry Stiller he's, he's in Seinfeld yeah you know him oh. he's, he's a weird looking little man yeah yeah <laughs> he he's, he's in loads of stuff yeah I was about to do Zoolander quotes from him and I was like oh you haven't seen it yet yeah 21 oh, well points
0: Joe I absolutely bottled it steam damn it <clears throat> When his on the line the boy turns up. I haven't done that well for in that for a long time. Sean so. Hannan, uh, that's one of my favourite links we've ever been sent in. Eh? Brilliant.
1: And we very rarely get links. So
0: yeah. Really, I'm happy with that. Really, really good. Uh, well done, everyone. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, Remember there is A prestige special Going live on the 25th So if you don't like your family Or if you do like your family If you don't like them You can listen to it If you do like them You can listen to it And go hey listen to this If you Um, (laughs) you really don't like them Make them listen to it Yeah (laughs) But skip the intro Yeah Uh, Thank you very much for listening We'll see you next
1: week Sweet dreams